Welcome to Boom, it's on the blockchain. It is 2023. We are flying, we are into our 64th show. This week is a little bit different. We don't have any guests, so I'm going to try to round up of all the latest crypto news, blockchain news and token news that's coming up in 2023. So let's think about what's happening in the industry right now. With the exception of Bitcoin that's on a bit of a run, just under 21,000 today, had 14 days of growth. So great to see everyone out there hodling away. That's what we want. We'll come on to why Bitcoin's gone up or why I think Bitcoin's gone up later in the show. But first of all, I'm going to speak about some of the key changes that's happening in the industry over the next 12 months and what we have to look out for. You know, smart contracts is probably one of the best use cases of the blockchain out with people using cryptocurrencies. And it's one of the ones that's going to see the fastest adoption of this technology. So what does a smart contract do? Well, essentially, apart from about to get rid of invoicing, you agree with a client or a customer or a partner that when a certain goods or services are delivered, so say you had some goods that you were going to deliver on site. So we'll just talk about cable because I was involved in the cable industry in the past. So say you had 300 meters of medium voltage cable delivered onto a site. We'll say it's a construction site. The minute the 300 meters of cable is delivered on site and the client is happy with the product, the smart contract is automatically executed and you will be paid. So this is on a permission blockchain probably. So what would happen is the permission blockchain, you would have everyone else involved in the project and they would actually see these goods and services and understand the smart contracts delivered. Now the financial piece of it can be hidden as well. So the way these things are set up, there's multiple ways that how they can be defined. Now what's so interesting about smart contracts is that ultimately you're going to get rid of invoicing. So we'll no longer need invoicing. So in the past, the goods and services delivered on site, you'd have sent an invoice. 30 days later, if the invoice is not paid, then you have to get your accounts team to start chasing up and trying to get paid for the goods and services. Under this new mechanism, we'll have this automatic payment. Therefore, what's it actually saving? Well, it's starting to remove back-end administration in the process. And what it's doing is it's streamlining this part of people's businesses. So what's about to happen going forward is more and more companies are going to start using smart contracts. Everything will be agreed up front. There's databases and systems that are already working like this. And once it's agreed and you go back and forward, you agree the terms, you agree the conditions, the smart contract's now in place. It's on a permission blockchain. The permission blockchain could have everyone in the project on it. The advantages of this is if you're working on, say, a construction project and you're waiting for these goods and services to be delivered, ultimately everyone gets to see what it is in the project. So ultimately, if you're providing another service where this cable is important, this will be able to be seen on a blockchain and it'll be able to streamline every aspect of the project not only for payment, but also in terms of the timeline of goods getting delivered. 
And if you start going into big industrial projects, you know, the delays that are involved in doing that because people are waiting for certain goods and services to appear on site, then this will be essential. So it's also going to save time as well. What smart contracts are going to do in a nutshell is they're going to start to eliminate delays. They're going to start to take away friction and the time it takes for these contracts to get completed. From an auditor's perspective, it's going to be a lot easier for people to trace this. And then it's going to save cost because no longer you're going to need this back-end administration team chasing invoices and the financing of this as well. So really what it's going to do is start to streamline every process in a contract and a project by moving to smart contracts. And everyone at home, and if you're involved in businesses, this is going to be one of the key ways you're going to start to understand the benefits of the blockchain as more and more companies start to implement. The next thing we're going to talk about is the blockchain and tokens and essentially asset-backed tokens. Now, I've been involved in the tokenization of oil and gas space essentially since 2019. The original white papers written about the tokenizing of oil and gas and these types of projects goes way back to like 2016, 2017 with the original oil coin white paper. But really the development of this technology is still at its infancy. So what it's allowing people to do is it creates fractional ownerships of assets. So it's called asset-backed tokenization. And really this is, and they're all, they're basically securities. So the big difference between these types of tokens is they're not a cryptocurrency. So if you think of a cryptocurrency, essentially it's actually backed against nothing. It's a utility token. Uh, if it wants to be like that, it's got a purpose and it doesn't provide you distributions. What we're doing now is we're taking the same technology. We're tokenizing physical assets and the benefits of this will be people will get distributions of this. So how will it actually work? Well, ultimately, right now, if you think of the oil and energy industry, the guy next door is hammering nails. You like the Death Star? I'm on the Death Star. I thought I was going to do a news background. You know, the new blockchain green screen, a little bit green still around, just what's happening. Darth Vader is doing some sort of construction next door, you know. We're up in the Death Star. The Emperor, he's actually from Dundee in Scotland. You know, you can Google it, everyone. Where's the Emperor from? Dundee. Where do you come from? Dundee, mate. That's where the Emperor's from. If you think of that, the, Emperor, the Emperor's from Scotland. Who wrote the Bible? The Bible was written by King James. Well, it wasn't. It was translated under King James's uh, team back in like 1611. The old King James Bible for all you Americans who want to learn a thing or two. And then the emperor, the emperor's from Dundee. You know what I mean? What can you talk about? And who's that banging next door? Darth Vader. He's creating some sort of device there as well, you know? Anyway, it's their tea break. I've sneaked down to the, uh, the, the main floor of the Death Star. Look at that, looking out, see what's going on there as well. Alderaan's in the background. We'll send him a hit into Alderaan. That's what it is. The Scottish, you know, we're taking over. Right. Hopefully the guy's not basically banging. So let's talk about blockchain tokenization, you know. Tokenization, that's what I've been involved in. Tokenization of oil and gas assets. 
Yeah, it's just that it's absolute infancy. You know, we wrote the white paper, Finance Infrastructure Through Blockchain-Based Tokenization, uh, published it in Frontiers of Engineering Management. So it's been out there since 2020. It's still at its absolute infancy. It was only at the beginning of last year that the ATSs were live to actually trade tokens. So why is asset-backed blockchain tokenization important to people, you know? Well, ultimately, what it's doing is it's fractionalizing assets that weren't fractionalized before and creating a mechanism to basically speed up the transactions of it. So what's going to happen is we're going to start to tokenize absolutely everything. And this is another key use case of the blockchain. So we spoke about smart contracts earlier, and now we're speaking about tokenization. So put it into perspective of oil and gas or say renewable energy projects. So let's talk about a, a solar farm, a wind farm, an oil and gas project. Right now, the project's broken down by percentages. People invest into that asset class based on percentages. Right now, it's a bit of a closed shop. If you think of an oil project in the Midwest, in America, you know, you might have, you know, the operator owns 40%, the management team 10%, the farmer, landowner 10 to 20%, say, and then the rest is made up of non-operated working interest holders. It's Darth Vader banging on the thing again. So ultimately, Darth Vader, you know, if he wasn't so big and could do that thing with his neck and I'm wearing the old collar, I'd go around there and tell him off, we're making a podcast, Darth. Come on, get on with it. But ultimately, let's think about it. So we've got blockchain, we've got tokens. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. If it wasn't Darth Vader, if it was just one of the under, like Peter Cushing, you know what I mean? That guy, you know, he was, I think he went down with the Death Star in the first one. Bit of a nasty guy himself, you know. He was the one that blew up Alderaan. Anyway. So let's go back to the project, okay? Originally, it's breaking percentages. You're investing into this project that as it produces oil, you get distributions. So it's, in real estate, it's going to be massive. You're essentially buying into an asset, okay? And the life cycle as asset is, say, 30 years. So an oil project produces oil for 30 years. You know, say one of these wind farms that are basically 20 years, these offshore wind farms, two and a half you know, let's think about, let's talk about offshore wind farms not working later, you know, but let's talk about, say, a solar farm, etc. You know, it's 20 years life cycle. So you bought into this asset class. Ultimately, you own a percentage in it, and it's giving you distributions as it produces electricity or as it sells oil. And you own this percentage. So you say you own 1% of an oil project out in Kentucky, uh, that gives you cost you fifty thousand dollars, and you get distributions every year for multiple years, and it goes down in a decline curve as the the production of oil. If you want to sell your working interest, it's very very difficult. It's it's essentially nearly impossible unless you sell to someone else in the project. You know there there's certain sites out there you can buy into these projects, but ultimately it's very difficult to sell your working interest, and you never get what you actually paid for it, and you, it's difficult to get the valuation of what it is. What this will do, right, is it will change your percentage. So rather than owning one percent of the oil project, you now own say a thousand oil tokens ones or a thousand solar token one. So you own thousand solar token one. You've invested into the construction of the project. Now you're starting to reap the benefits of what's happening. By you having it in the form of tokens, and these tokens will be securities, the security token offerings, that's what SEC are calling them, STOs. 
is similar, the operating similar to shares, but really it's under the same sort of rules and regulations, but really it's against assets. So what it'll do is allow you to invest into this asset class for the first time for basically 99% of us who've never been able to invest in it before, which is key, which this technology is going to do. But what it's going to do as well, it allows if you need to sell this asset. Now, what should actually happen is the valuation of these projects shouldn't be going up and down in the same way cryptocurrency, because it's backed against what the asset valuation is. Yeah, the oil price will dictate the price of your tokens going up and down. Yes, there'll be other factors that could dictate the price of the tokens as well. But really, it's not going to bump up and down like cryptocurrencies because it's backed against the physical asset. But by you owning it in tokens, it creates this level of liquidity. So what you're going to find is funds are going to start doing this as well as traditional fixed assets like I'm talking about already with oil projects. In 10 years from now, everything's going to be tokenized. So it'll be very, very fluid. And it'll create this liquidity in terms of if your house was tokenized, okay, and then rather than you owning this part of this house, you know, essentially how much of your house do you actually own anyway because you've got a mortgage against it, right, or a real estate project. By you having it tokenized and you needing to release equity, essentially you could go and release equity very quickly by actually selling it through tokens rather than going through the sort of convoluted way you're doing it right now. So if you're thinking of that in an oil project, you know, it's going to take a lot longer for people to sell their interest, especially major operators. So for the big operators out there, when they start to understand that tokenizing big projects on permission blockchains, yeah, these things can be in permission blockchains, not only go in the public domain, it allow them to pass the interest back and forward a lot quicker as well. So really tokenization, and this word tokens, is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, there's a number of different companies out there that actually speak about it. There's a number of top quality ATSs that are starting to list these tokens, you know, get securitized, Rialto Markets, you've got North Capital, you've got T0, yeah, Vertalo's involved in that as well. They're a few of the, the key companies involved in this. You've got a number of different guys with STO guys from, they're the information consultancy guys based out of Miami. You know, I get their newsletter, it's really good. It lets you understand what's happening in the market space. And that's why blockchain and tokenization is going to be massive. This year will be a breakthrough year. And the next two, three, four years, this is how we're going to be investing and owning things. And it's going to open up so many more opportunities to invest and own parts of asset classes that make money through distributions that we've never been able to do before. And I honestly believe that once the first solar and wind farms start getting tokenized and we start buying into that asset class, you're going to see mass adoption of people out there who essentially want to do something good for the environment or believe they're doing something good for the environment, but also want to get a return for the investment and doing something more than just buying a Tesla and sticking solar panels on their roof and doing a little bit of recycling. Ultimately, they'll be able to own part of a solar farm, part of a wind farm, and that will be key for them going forward. The last thing I want to talk about today is cryptocurrencies. So, you know, what you're going to find with FTX going down and, you know, the, the volatility in the market space, you're going to see a lot more regulation into the crypto market itself. Yeah, there's going to be Bitcoin, there's going to be Ethereum, there's going to be Solano, ADA. They'll still be there and there'll still be the big cryptos out there. 
But what you're going to see is everything's going to have a lot more tighter regulation in terms of how people will be able to invest into these. Now, you've got Coinbase, you've got Kraken Bank. These are two of the key places you can invest in Bitcoin in the US right now. And then these are fully regulated exchanges. So what about Bitcoin and why is the price going up right now? So what you found over the last three, four months is there's been a lot of institutional money investing into Bitcoin. And that means banks, investment funds, et cetera, are buying into Bitcoin as an asset class and an asset class they're looking to hold on to. Bitcoin also, is it like a tech stock? So, you know, it follows the markets very closely. So when there was the announcement that inflation had gone down, you know, Bitcoin took a bump in the same way a lot of these tech companies, you know, okay, they're doing layoffs, we've got an upcoming recession, but as inflation comes down, you know, ultimately Bitcoin got a little bump from that as well. So, you know, I believe Bitcoin right now at 20,000 is a really good investment. Yes, you've got to buy in for the long term, but you know, it was a way up at 70,000, 69,000, and loads of people said, I wish I got on when it was 20. Well, it's 20 again now, people. So maybe it's a good time to get back involved in Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin was the original technology behind the blockchain. You know, Satoshi Nakamoto created the Genesis block. And that's where the whole thing started. From a technology perspective, you know, it's just opened this Pandora's box. Ethereum's come along. ETH, What's interesting about Ethereum is a lot of the technology that's been developed. So when we are tokenizing energy assets on the blockchain, we're currently using Ethereum to do the tokenization process for that. And then the other pieces, the compliance piece, it's just like, you know, originally these digital wallets, uh, the MetaMask ones, you know, there was a, some level of uh, technology required and able to basically invest for people to be all comfortable with it. Now, all the digital wallets are so easy to use. The Kraken digital wallet is actually easier than using my Bank of America wallet. So I feel very comfortable at actually buying crypto through Kraken. I feel comfortable at using the Kraken digital wallet. It's the same with the Coinbase wallet, the crypto.com wallet. All these types of wallets are very easy to use and people are feeling very comfortable at doing it. You know, you can go into your PayPal account and you can buy Bitcoin from that as well. Ultimately, what's going to happen in the upcoming months, you'll have more and more banks giving you the option to actually invest into crypto directly from your online banking system. And when they start doing that, you know, we'll just start to buy it more and more in the same way you can buy shares uh, that are trading on the stock market through certain bank accounts now as well. So it's making this you know, adoption easier. The governance is going to come in. They use that word a lot. The regulators are going to come in. And the control of this market space and this new asset class is going forward. And with the growth of the technology from Bitcoin to the blockchain, it's just going to get bigger and bigger in the upcoming years, whereby 10 years from now, we'll be using it in every aspect of our life. It'll be second nature, especially to younger people. And, you know, this is where it's going to go. So thanks very much today. You've been watching Boomits on the Blockchain. Big up from the Death Star. Have a nice day.